brings you all things nostalgia in the world of professional wrestling. It is now time to go Beyond the Bell. To the show that takes you back in time as we relive all things retro in wrestling. This is Beyond the Bell via the SNS Radio Network. I'm your host, ring announcer Sean Beckerman, back with you to bring you old school wrestling. First off, I'd like to thank the wrestling fans, the Beyond the Bell fans, the SNS Radio Network family, as well as the internet wrestling community as Beyond the Bell has been nominated for a Wrestling Radio Show of the Year Award. Thank you so much for sending in your comments and suggestions to the Academy of Arts and Sciences of Sports Entertainment Radio. I thank you for recommending Beyond the Bell, and we hope to possibly steal the show, maybe, and take the award as the underdog, as the brand new show on the block. I'd like to just thank you fans in general for us being nominated and getting more attention to the Beyond the Bell podcast. Uh, hopefully I'll be a part of the show on the 29th. We'll see about that. I'll let you know. Uh, I'll give you fans advance notice if I'll be a part of that wrestling award show. It's great to be just even nominated. I sound like Susan Lucci, don't I? But other shows such as Wrestling News Live are a part of this wonderful selection team and sele- selection nominees. We also have Unplugged with JJ, all cap sex A, uh, and the Pro Wrestling Rewind. So I'm just so happy to be a part of the SNS family as we represent at the Wrestling Radio Awards ceremony. So fans, thank you once again, and now let's go to old school wrestling. This week, we celebrate the year that was. 2011 has passed, we're in 2012, and I'd like to start off the year with a best of the year 2011. I thought to do a little different spin, because that's what Beyond the Bell is, it's a different show for nostalgia wrestling fans. So even though it's fairly newer nostalgia, still last year, 2011, is in the past, and technically it goes into the archives, and maybe it's fairly new to us right now, but it is nostalgia technically in the annals of time. So we're going to look back at the year 2011, the greatest promos that took place last year in the world of professional wrestling and sports entertainment. We're working chronologically here as we'll start off with the beginning of 2011. February came in full blast. The Royal Rumble had finished. Alberto Del Rio won the Royal Rumble, won the opportunity to main event WrestleMania and choose which champion he would like to take on at WrestleMania 27. But the biggest thus far of the year event took place 
as Vince McMahon came out, Mr. McMahon claimed that there was going to be a guest host to WrestleMania. The host of WrestleMania was supposed to electrify the WWE Universe. It certainly did, as our first promo of the year took place in February as The Rock returned to the WWE. After seven long years... into that before we electrify before we turn this out tonight for those of you who don't know the rock has many nicknames the great one the most electrifying man in all of entertainment the people's champion But I want to tell you something that's important to me right now. I need to take this moment, and I need to tell you something as Dwayne. It's been a long time since I've been back. Seven years to be exact. But I want to take this moment in the middle of this ring to tell you why I'm back. It's not because of the money. It's not to promote a movie. I am back in the middle of this ring because of you. When I left, when I left the WWE seven years ago, I dreamed big, and you guys dreamed big with me. You helped me accomplish my goals, accomplish my dreams, because you never left my side. And I want to take this moment to tell you all here, you're live here, millions watching around the world. I want to tell you thank you, I love you,
And it is because of you that I am back in this ring, and it is because of you, and I give you my word, I am never, ever going away. WrestleMania. Rock, there's only one man that can captivate the world. Rock, that man can only be Justin Bieber. But I told Vince, I said, whoa, no, 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 hey, no. The Rock knows Justin, he's cool. Dig, dig the kid. There is only one man capable enough to host WrestleMania. That man is the jabroni beating, oh, pie eating, trail blazing, eyebrow raising. Step off the brake, put your foot on the gas, always ready to whoop some. WrestleMania. The Rock will host WrestleMania, and at the drop of a dime, The Rock will lay at the smack down at WrestleMania. But to who? That's the question. Could it be the WWE Champion, The Miz? He's the one that goes around saying, I'm The Miz, and I'm awesome. I'm awesome. I'm awesome. I hear that all the time. I'm awesome. Well, The Rock ain't no scientist, but he pretty much knows that there's one formula that's a fact. If you've got to run around shooting your mouth off telling everybody how awesome you are, it means you absolutely, undoubtedly, unquestionably, 100% completely suck. But there's one more man who The Rock wants to see. There's one more man who The Rock is gonna see. And that man Attention, please. 
I have just received an email from the anonymous Raw General Manager. Whoa, 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 Michael Cole, if you take one more step towards that computer, The Rock will get out of here and slap the taste so far out of your mouth, you'll never get it back. Shut up. Michael Cole, do you actually think that The Rock is just gonna let you walk over to that computer and interrupt him when he is live on Raw? Is that what you think? Do you actually think that any of us give a damn what your general manager has to say? Michael Cole, is that what you think? I'll tell you what I think. It doesn't matter what you think. Now what you do, Michael Cole, is you sit your ass down at that announcer booth, you take off your headset and you don't say a word. And I quote, you know your damn role and shut your damn mouth. If you don't, The Rock will have some pretty cool Facebook pictures to post on his Facebook tonight. Does anyone here want to contribute to The Rock's Facebook tonight? Really simple, facebook.com slash Dwayne Johnson. If Michael Cole doesn't do as The Rock says, you're gonna get a beautiful picture of The Rock stepping out of this ring going over to that computer some of you may know where I'm going with this the picture you're gonna get is the rock shining it up real nice turning that some bit sideways and sticking it straight up Michael Cole's candy yeah! Now sit down, you look like a drunk hobbit. Sit your ass down. There is one man who the rock is gonna see. There is one man who The Rock has to see face to face. A guy who I met, a guy who I thought was a cool guy. Wished him well, happy for his success. When The Rock leaves, he comes in and out of the blue, eventually, he starts talking trash about The Rock. I don't know why, and I don't care. 
but I'm back now. You might have heard of him. His name is John Cena. see you at Wrestlemania. Just like The Rock will see The Miz at Wrestlemania. Just like he will see everyone at Wrestlemania. And just as sure as The Rock, just as sure as The Rock turns Wrestlemania into the most epic Wrestlemania of all time. And just as sure as anything can and will happen at Wrestlemania. And just as sure as every day John Cena walks out here looking like he just got shot out of Barney the Dinosaur's anus is just, is just as sure as a Rock guarantees three things at this Wrestlemania. The Rock guarantees to show the world that he is the most electrifying man in all of entertainment. The Rock guarantees at the drop of a dime, just like that, to lay it to smack it down on all their candy asses. And the last thing and most important, The Rock and the millions no, 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 that's not good enough. No, 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 no. The Rock and the Millions. No, 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 that's still not good enough. The Rock is the people's champ. You are the backbone of The Rock. When we speak, our voices are heard. We all say, I bring it. Anaheim, the world is watching. Anaheim, the world is listening. One more time, when The Rock and the Millions. WrestleMania and electrify WrestleMania and the world like no one else can. If you're what the rock? Yeah. 
If that promo does not give you chills, you're not a true wrestling fan. Or maybe you're not a fan of The Rock. 2011 also saw the return of other superstars to the squared circle, one of which was not an official return to WWE quarters, but returned to the WWE family. Last year was an unfortunate year for this individual as well, as we had the passing of one macho man, Randy Savage. But in 2011, we saw the debut of the WWE All-Stars video game for Xbox 360 and the PlayStation 3 and now the Nintendo DS. And this was the first time in more than a decade, almost 15 years, since we've heard the macho man Randy Savage's voice on a WWE distributed product. The Macho Man Randy Savage had a promo, or ran a promo, promoting WWE All-Stars. And this certainly could go down as one of the greatest promos of the year, and it truly makes you miss the Macho Madness. Oh yeah! You young punks today got nothing on the macho man Randy Savage and my generation, yeah, and all the legends, yeah, because I'm telling you, that's complete mental insanity, yeah. Let the WWE All-Star Video Game begin, yeah. The best of the best, and to hell with the rest, yeah. Bet the Macho Man Randy Savage if you will, yeah. And I guarantee you will be victorious forever in a day, yeah, you will. Because I am the world's greatest wrestling superstar legend of all time, of all time, of all time, oh yeah. Catch me if you can, WWE All-Star Video Game, because you ain't seen nothing yet. Because I am the tower of power, too sweet to be sour, funky like a monkey. Space is the place, and sky's the limit, yeah, that's the deal. Greatest matchups of all time haven't happened yet, no they haven't, until now. And it's up to the WWE Universe to take control of a volatile situation. And you guys decide who's the baddest generation of all time, yeah! Two generations, one ring, yeah. Hit up the WWEAllStars.com right now. You take control. Everybody say, oh, yeah! As the year went on, we got closer and closer to WrestleMania 27. The year prior, we saw the heartbreak kid Shawn Michaels officially retire from the squared circle as a result of losing for the second straight year to The Undertaker, keeping the streak alive. Now, the match was set for WrestleMania 27, Triple H versus The Undertaker, the streak on the line. One of the best promos of the year also took place in preparation to this match. Not necessarily by Triple H and The Undertaker, even though they certainly had a memorable promo. I'm not going to play that for you because it didn't involve any words. It was Triple H interrupting the return of The Undertaker. Not one word was said. They just looked at each other, did their individual poses, the cross chop, the throat cut, and they pointed to the WrestleMania 27 sign. The match was on with not even one word said. Boy, Chris Jericho took that advice in 2012, didn't he? But the promo that set this match up was memorable as the heartbreak kid Shawn Michaels gave his opinion and his two cents on the matchup between Triple H 
and The Undertaker. It is now official at WrestleMania. The Undertaker's legendary 18-0 WrestleMania winning streak on the line versus the game. The King of Kings, Triple H. And there's only one man that is closer to these two men than anyone else in the world. Shawn Michaels, HBK, sounds off about this epic battle. When I first heard that Triple H was going to be taken on The Undertaker at WrestleMania, on one hand, you're happy about the fact that possibly The Undertaker might finally get his. There's always the possibility that Triple H ends the streak. You know, you're happy for him, but at the same time, you're a little angered by the fact that you couldn't get the job done. So there's a mix of emotions, to say the least. Obviously, I have a history with both these gentlemen. I've been in the ring with both of them on many occasions. Having been inside the ring with The Undertaker, you almost find yourself at war with a legacy as opposed to a man. Afina, the Undertaker, man who's never lost at WrestleMania. And The Undertaker has done it. The immortal Undertaker streak continues. That's a huge, huge mountain to climb. The Undertaker is 18 and 0. I don't know any other way to describe it than it's a mountain. Inside the ring with Triple H, there's a part of him that can be extremely vicious. You want to talk about aggressive? You want to talk about ruthless? The evil, cerebral assassin. Look at the look he's on his right mind. The game has been pushed way too far. Every time I've ever been in the ring with him, I don't think I've ever been able to see a hint of compassion. And I'm one of his best friends in the world. Honestly, why I think if there's anybody that can defeat the Undertaker at WrestleMania, it'd be Triple H. When they collide, it's gonna be the words like epic and things like that. We've used them all before, and that's why they don't do justice now. There's a history inside each man that so few ever even touch. Who am I cheering for? Obviously, the easy answer is. Triple H, and I, he's my buddy, but I can't honestly say that I'm going to know how I'm going to feel when and if he beats the streak. You know, the friendship between Triple H and I has been one uh, that has changed and evolved over the years. We started out as just two guys being buddies, causing a lot of trouble together. Obviously, it grew in both respect and honor for one another. I know him. Greatness rarely gets satisfied. And so that's why a guy like Triple H takes on this kind of challenge, takes on The Undertaker. What mountain hasn't he climbed? What hasn't he done? You have to oftentimes start making your own mountains when you've accomplished what Triple H has. The evolution of Triple H over the years is something that's hard to describe. You want to think of cliche words like seasoned, veteran, warhorse. It's a lot deeper than that. 
You have to respect his ability. And combined with that unbelievable talent, there's a darkness in him. Triple H can be straight out mean, vicious, brutal, and almost taking enjoyment in seeing pain in another individual's face. That's honestly why I think if there's anybody that can defeat The Undertaker at WrestleMania, it'd be Triple H. He can go out there and do what I've never been able to do. Completely take emotion out of the equation. He quite possibly is the only guy that could do anything and have absolutely no remorse about it. And I think that's what it's going to take to defeat The Undertaker. Also in preparation for WrestleMania 27, Stone Cold Steve Austin was the special referee for the matchup involving Michael Cole versus Jerry the King Lawler. Jack Swagger was involved in Cole's corner. Stone Cold Steve Austin, the special referee. And this was to set up that matchup and involve one of the best talkers in the business, JBL. In my hand, I hold the contract. The man who signs these documents will be the special guest referee and will have the honor and the privilege of holding my hand up high when I defeat Jerry Lawler at WrestleMania. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce this man. This man is a former WWE champion. This man is a true legend. This man is one of the most iconic figures in WWE history. And ladies and gentlemen, much like me, he's a legendary Texan. Come on, you can feel it. You all can feel it. You know he's here. You know he's here. You know this man is here. You have been waiting for an hour to get out of your seats, to jump out of your seats and cheer for this man. So let's cheer. Let's start to cheer. Austin. Austin, 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 Ladies and gentlemen, my referee at WrestleMania is none other than JBL. I looked down in New York City and I felt so sorry for you. And I knew that when I returned, the greatest, longest reigning WWE champion in SmackDown television history, that you would welcome me like good old, simple, common Southern people do. And that's with open hearts. 
And from the bottom of my heart, I want to tell you, thank you. Nobody has ever debuted at WrestleMania in the main event until now. And I am so proud that this grizzled vet standing in front of me that I mentored, that I saw the sacrifices you made, I, paid, I saw the dues that you paid to become a star for these people. And I saw what Jerry the King Lawler did to you. I saw how for years Jerry the Lawler mistreated you. I saw that he was nothing more than a simple bully. I hate bullies. It's wrong that the strong pick on the weak just because they can. And I'm so proud of you for standing up to that bully. The fact that Jack Swagger is training you and that the world's going to know what I already know, that you are a world-class athlete. Swagger will be in your corner to watch, and that leaves just that leaves just one, one simple thing missing. What it, it, an unbiased, impartial referee. And while, Michael, I can buy everybody in this building, I can buy their mamas, I can buy their daddies, I can buy their aunts, their uncles, your foreclosed homes, your foreclosed automobiles, no one, nobody, and nothing can buy JBL. I'm not just a multimillionaire, as you know, Michael. I'm a man of integrity. And that's why I'm here. And that's why, Michael, when I sign... This contract, JBL comes home. JBL, you're going to tell your grandkids about this moment. You're going to tell everybody you know about this moment. You're going to save your ticket stubs for this moment because today JBL starts his journey back to the main event at WrestleMania. <laughs> oh, my God. No, he didn't do it. Oh my god, he Oh my god! No! Why? Why? Why in the world did he do this? Why did he ruin my night? Why, Steve? Why did you come back and do this? Why now? Why would you do this? For Jerry the King Lawler and Michael Cole is Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh my god. Oh my god, I'm gonna faint. And that's the bottom line, cause Stone Cold sets up. Oh my god, I'm gonna get sick. Oh my god, I'm gonna get sick. Why? Why, Steve? Why? I didn't do anything to you. Good luck in your match. Good luck in your match, Michael Cole. Good luck in your match, brother. The night before WrestleMania is one of the most memorable nights of the year, as it is the Hall of Fame ceremony. This past year, in 2011, we saw the heartbreak kid Shawn Michaels become the headliner, not just of the squared circle, but of the Hall of Fame circle as well, as he was the headliner for this year's 2011 Hall of Fame. Now, Shawn Michaels' speech was special, but I believe it was Triple H's induction that was so memorable for us comically and emotionally as well you know but really i mean what do you say 
about Shawn Michaels. I mean, do I come out here and do I talk about his, his overwhelming physical presence? I mean, six foot 225. <laughs> all right, yeah, all right. Yeah, it's like, like 510, buck 85, but still. I mean, he did pretty good with it, right? I mean, yeah, they had to close the garage door back there because it's windy out and he might blow off the stage, but I mean, he, he did all right. Or do I talk about the giving performer? Because that's what Sean was, is giving. And you know, he and I had this unbelievable chemistry together, whether we were facing each other the ring or standing side by side in the ring. We just, we knew each other so well. We knew what we were going to do before we did it. And uh, especially when it came to the comedy stuff, you know, DX, Sean, you know, was a giving guy, and I, you know, I was giving too, and, and that's what it was based on, DX, especially the comedy stuff, and, uh, you know, like, for example, I gave Sean the comedy gift of my nose, <laughs> which he used numerous times over the years, and, and it was great, but Sean was the gift that just kept on giving. <laughs> you know, it started with <clears throat> assless chaps. <laughs> In more recent years, Sean's gift has been his refusal to acknowledge his place in the, uh, the Hulk Hogan hair club. <laughs> I keep telling him, save it when you shave the patches on the back and just stick it on the top and this will all just go away, you know? He doesn't listen. I mean, the truth is... <clears throat> truth is, I could come out here and talk about all of that. Or I could just tell you about my best friend. What I could do is come out here and just talk directly to Sean and say, I love you, man. You are the showstopper, the icon, the main event, Mr. WrestleMania. But I've got another nickname for you. And this one fits better than anything and is more deserving than any other one you have. And that is Mr. Hall of Fame. Ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> my best friend, the one and the only heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels.
WrestleMania 27 was now behind us in 2011. The first Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania is usually one of the most popular shows, as it usually represents the reset button or the culmination of years' feuds finally coming to an end, and the WWE likes to reset their organization and start afresh for the new WWE calendar year. An event that took place that Monday following WrestleMania was an event no one suspected. Usually rumors run rampant in the internet wrestling community. Some hints are given, some spoilers, some rumblings regarding a superstar or a storyline. No one was expecting this to happen. The rated R superstar, the world heavyweight champion coming off a victory of beating the Royal Rumble winner, Alberto Del Rio, the rated R superstar Edge, had to retire from the squared circle. His promo, Monday night after WrestleMania, was absolutely one to remember as he spoke from the heart to the fans of professional wrestling. You may have to bear with me a little bit. I'm probably going to ramble and not make much sense, but just please bear with me. Uh, A lot of people think that the the WWE doesn't hurt. Um, That what we do, maybe it's done with smoke and mirrors, and and I wish that were true. Uh, But anybody in that locker room, anybody who has ever stepped foot in here, laced up a pair of boots, they know that's not the case. Uh... Which brings me to what I'm about to tell you. Eight years ago, I, uh, I broke my neck. Um, I had spinal fusion surgery, which means they, they move your throat over, they put a plate in there and screws, and it's, it's really in-depth surgery. But because of that surgery, I knew that I was, uh, I was wrestling on borrowed time from that point on. Uh, so fast forward, and uh, the, the last, last little while... I've been in uh, a lot of pain. I, uh, I've been losing feeling in my arms. Um, so I, I, I passed uh, strength tests and all of those things, and I, I made it through WrestleMania, but uh, the WWE wanted me to go get more tests, and thankfully I did, um, because the MRI showed that... Uh, that I have to retire. (laughs) I mean, trust me, it's not my choice. The the doctors have told me that that I got no choice. Uh, And thankfully they found out because I'm not gonna end up in a wheelchair now. It's a little bit tougher than I thought it was going to be. Um, so, you know, 
No, thank you, guys. I... <laughs> Well, I, I tell you, this has been an emotional roller coaster of a week for me, and I'm not going to lie, I felt sorry for myself. I, uh, until I talked to, uh, to Christian, uh, and for those of you who don't know, Christian has been my best friend for 27 years. Uh, and you see, I, I was angry. I was angry at myself. I was angry at my body because I felt like uh, there's a lot of people in this company that depend on me. And I felt like I was letting them down. Uh, I felt like I was letting you guys down. Uh, but then, you know, I was upset too because I didn't feel like I was ending this on my terms. But he reminded me that, that I've... I've competed my whole career on my terms. I, uh... You know, I'm still like all of you. I am a huge fan of the WWE. Every month, Christian and I would go to Maple Leaf Gardens and we would watch all of our favorites. We would watch... Uh, the Legion of Doom, we'd watch Demolition, we'd watch, we'd watch Hulk Hogan, we'd watch all of them and, and just be enthralled. And then I went to WrestleMania 6 and I watched Hulk Hogan against the Ultimate Warrior and I said, I'm doing this one day. And you know what? Fast forward a whole bunch of years and I'm main eventing WrestleMania against The Undertaker. There's no way I ever would have dreamed of that. There's no way if you told me when I was 11 years old that I would win more championships than anyone in the history of this company, no way I would have believed you. And if you had told me that my last match would be at WrestleMania in one of the main events defending the World Heavyweight Championship and that I'd be retiring as the World Heavyweight Champion, man, I couldn't dream of a better way to go out. I really couldn't. You know, I, uh, I started in the WWE when I was 23. I mean, I've been doing this for 19 years, 14 of them with the WWE. My first match was May 10th, 1996 in Hamilton's Cops Coliseum. And uh, I was 23 years old, and I, I feel like I've grown up in front of all of you. I feel like uh, I've made a whole lot of mistakes in front of you. I've learned from them, and I've become a man in front of you. I've gone from being the, the silent guy running around the streets of New York with a trench coat that was way too small for him, to uh, a pseudo-vampire in the brood. To one of the funny, goofy guys, along with Christian, posing for those with the benefit of those with flash photography. I became one of the most despised guys in the history of the WWE. As a matter of fact, I got thrown in the Long Island Sound. I had a, a live sex celebration, thankfully with Lita and not Vicky Guerrero. 
And I would hope that through it all, I've earned the respect of everyone in that locker room. And I hope that I've earned all of your respect. Because no matter what, no matter what, I came out here and I tried to give you guys as much as I had every single night. And in turn, you guys gave it right back to me. So, I'm going to miss all of this. All of it. I'm going to miss that reaction when I hear my music and I come out on the ramp. It's like a shot of adrenaline straight to the heart from you guys, and it's amazing. I, I can't describe it. But that being said, I don't have to wear tights tomorrow, and I am going to go eat a whole lot of ice cream tonight. But if you ask me if I would do all of this again, all the way back from getting hired by JR, If you ask me if I'd travel all the roads, log all the miles, hop on all the flights, all the sleepless nights, all the surgeries, all of the injuries, the metal rods in my teeth, all of it. If you ask me if I'd do it again, in a heartbeat. So thank you. Thank you very much. Two thousand eleven was definitely a memorable year for WWE fans as well as Impact Wrestling fans. You could say, as Kurt Angle did quote, that they had a lackluster year or a subpar year in progression of the company, but two superstars that were a tag team definitely shined in two thousand eleven and were able to break out on their own, and we definitely saw not just their tag team promo ability, but their singles competitor promo ability reached. Robert Roode and James Storm, Beer Money, split in 2011, but we saw some shades of Robert Roode's promo ability. Midway through the year 2011, it was May of this past year, Robert Roode got to speak to the immortal Hulk Hogan. Impact starting with just complete chaos. freaking step hey you coward turn around and listen to me you son of a bitch listen Robert Roode I have listened to you talk over the last six months and I've had it I've had it it's time for you to start listening to somebody else and that somebody else is going to be me and it's going to be right now and don't worry Hulk don't worry, man. I'm not going to sit here and talk about how me and my buddies here built this company from scratch. Or how you 
and Bischoff and Flair cashed in on our blood, sweat, and tears over the last 18 months. I'm not going to talk about that either. What I'm going to talk about, Hulk, comes from my heart. He's got nothing, brother. He's you see, Hulk, nothing. I thought I knew you, man. I thought I knew you. I thought you were the guy who, as a child, taught me to train, say my prayers, eat my vitamins. The guy, the guy who inspired me to become a professional wrestler. You wouldn't be here if it wasn't see, you for and me, I, you clown. Two totally different people. Because I possess the one thing that you do not. And it's a little thing called pride, Hulk Hogan. Pride. Yeah. You see, I'm proud of the fact that each and every week I'll lace up my boots and I'll walk down that ramp that you're standing on, get into this ring, and bust my ass. And I do it not just for me and not for these fans, but every human being that is associated with this great wrestling company. I'm proud of the fact that I earn my dollars around here. I earn every single penny I make, Hulk Hogan. And at the end of the day, at the end of the day, when I fly home, when I fly home and I'm able to put food in my kids' mouths and clothes on their back, that to me, Hulk Hogan, that is the most gratifying feeling a man can have. It's called, it's called blue-collar work, Hulk. I'm a blue-collar worker. Half of America are blue-collar workers. And they know exactly what I'm talking about because they're proud of the fact that they earn their keep, that they earn a paycheck. What the hell have you earned, Hulk Hogan? Who the hell do you think you are, man? I don't know who the hell you think you are. Hey, yeah. I don't know who the hell you What the hell have you earned? Let me tell you what you've earned, Hogan. You haven't earned a damn thing. You haven't earned anything, Hulk. The only thing that you've done in the last 18 months is rape and steal from my wrestling company. Rape and steal from these fans. You ruined people's lives, Hulk. You ruined people's lives. You took this wrestling company right out from underneath the feet of Dixie Carter. And you didn't blink an eye. You don't give a damn, do you? You, you crush, you crush people's dreams. Last week, no, 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 last week, a close personal friend of mine was fired. You fired Jay Lethal. You fired a good friend of mine. Jay Lethal, a man, a warrior that would come to work each and every week, and he would be proud of the fact that he wrestled in this company. He was proud. No, 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 you need to listen. No, my friend Jay Lethal, to work every week and he was told what he was supposed to do and he did it with a smile on his face whether it sucked or whether it was great or whether it was indifferent he did it because he loved this business and he loved this company and he loved the fact that he was able to provide for his family too what you're next you're next the games are over hulk so let me properly introduce myself to you my name is bobby rude and the man who's going to stand up to you, you selfish son of a bitch. I am going to be the one to stand up to you because next week, things are going to change. Next week. Typically in the summertime in the world of professional wrestling, it's quote-unquote 
a lack or a lull in storylines or it's the downtime in professional wrestling since professional wrestling sports entertainment is a year-round event year-round sport quote-unquote sport there's no really downtime for the fan the nfl after the super bowl after you see the pro bowl you can just step away from the nfl and you get so excited for august and september to hit once again same thing with baseball fans wrestling doesn't have that so we have seen in years prior that around the June to July time frame, right before SummerSlam hits the biggest block party of the summer, that the WWE hits a little lull. One man changed all that in 2011. His name, C.M. Punk. His promo, his quote-unquote shoot promo from Monday Night Raw on June 27th of this past year, was one of the best, if not the greatest promo of the year and was so unexpected Fans were thinking CM Punk was leaving the WWE, maybe going back to Ring of Honor, maybe just recharging his batteries, maybe going to Japan. CM Punk decided to cut one of the greatest promos in the history of his career and, quite frankly, one of the greatest moments in Monday Night Raw and WWE history. It re-energized the wrestling fans, the wrestling community, and the summer of 2011 became red hot. John Cena, while you, you lay there, hopefully as uncomfortable as you possibly can be, I want you to listen to me. I want you to digest this, because before I leave in three weeks with your WWE Championship, I have a lot of things I want to get off my chest. I don't hate you, John. I don't even dislike you. I do like you. I like you a hell of a lot more than I like most people in the back. I hate this idea that you're the best. Because you're not. I'm the best. I'm the best in the world. There's one thing you're better at than I am. And that's kissing Vince McMahon's ass. You're as good as kissing Vince's ass as Hulk Hogan was. I don't know if you're as good as Dwayne, though. He's a pretty good ass kisser. Always was and still is. Oops, I'm breaking the fourth wall. I am the best wrestler in the world. I've been the best ever since day one when I walked into this company and I've been vilified and hated since that day because Paul Heyman saw something in me that nobody else wanted to admit. That's right, I'm a Paul Heyman guy. You know who else was a Paul Heyman guy? Brock Lesnar. And he split, just like I'm splitting, but the biggest difference between me and Brock is I'm going to leave with the WWE Championship. I've grabbed so many of Vincent K. McMahon's imaginary brass rings that it's finally dawned on me that they're just that. They're completely imaginary. 
The only thing that's real is me and the fact that day in and day out for almost six years I have proved to everybody in the world that I am the best on this microphone, in that ring, even at commentary. Nobody can touch me. And yet, no, how many, no matter how many times I prove it, I'm not on your lovely little collector cups. I'm not on the cover of the program. I'm barely promoted. I don't get to be in movies. I'm certainly not on any crappy show on the USA Network. I'm not on the poster of WrestleMania. I'm not in the signature that's produced at the start of the show. I'm not on Conan O'Brien, I'm not on Jimmy Fallon, but the fact of the matter is I should be, and trust me, this isn't sour grapes, but the fact that Dwayne is in the main event of WrestleMania next year and I'm not makes me sick. Oh, and hey, let, let me get something straight. Those of you who are cheering me right now, you are just the biggest part of me leaving as anything else. Because you're the ones that are sipping out of those collector cups right now. You're the ones that buy those programs that my face isn't on the cover of. And then at 5 in the morning at the airport, you try to shove it in my face so you can get an autograph and try to sell it on eBay because you're too lazy to go get a real job. I'm leaving with the WWE Championship on July 17th, and who knows, maybe I'll go defend it in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Maybe I'll go back to Ring of Honor. Hey, Colt Cabana, how you doing? The reason I'm leaving is you people, because after I'm gone, you're still going to pour money into this company. I'm just a spoke on the wheel. The wheel's going to keep turning, and I understand that. But Vince McMahon's going to make money despite himself. He's a millionaire who should be a billionaire. You know why he's not a billionaire? It's because he surrounds himself with glad-handing, nonsensical yes-men like John Laurinaitis, who's going to tell him everything that he wants to hear. And I'd like to think that maybe this company will be better after Vince McMahon's dead. But the fact is, it's, it's going to get taken over by his idiotic daughter and his doofus son-in-law and the rest of his stupid family. Let me tell you a personal story about Vince McMahon, all right? Do we do this whole bully camp? In 2011, we saw the reemergence or a reformation of one R Truth. He went from the fun loving, singing hip hop star to a crazed lunatic yelling at Lil Jimmy's. This was one of the best promos of 2011. It involved Christian, R Truth, and The Miz. And it involved Lil Jimmy, Randy, and Riley. Truth, I feel where you're coming from, dog. I feel where you're coming from. Did he call him dog? Yeah. Power to the people. Power to the people. What a complete joke. 
You see, I've been in this business 17 long years, and I finally became the world heavyweight champion. Only, only to have it stolen from me five days later when I wasn't 100%. Why? Because these people decided that I should face Randy Orton. And yeah, since then I've had, I've had my opportunities. I've had my setbacks. But that's not my fault. That's not my fault. I blame, I blame horrible audiences, horrible crowds, just like this one here in Baltimore. I blame a horrible general manager, and now to top it all off, horrible refereeing, which was never more evident than it was just last night. Hey, do me a favor, would you? What you need? Take a look at this footage from Capital Punishment. Take a look. Well, this is what I was talking about earlier on. Randy Orton going now for the victory. Now look at this. My foot was clearly underneath the bottom rope. My shoulders never should have been counted down to the mat. This isn't fair. I should be standing here before all of you as the brand new World Heavyweight Champion. Well, it may not be fair, but the referee's decision final. Who knows that? Now, I'm not out here to ask. I'm out here to demand justice be served. Truth. I just need one more shot. I just need one more opportunity to become the World Heavyweight Champion. That's you, all I need. You've had how many? That's not the point. The point is I got screwed. I got robbed. Well, at least you've been champion. I had my title match last night, and I got got by little Jimmy. <laughs> Stop laughing at me. Don't you encourage little Jimmy? You see, maybe in Canada, they don't have little Jimmy's. But here in America, the little Jimmy's want me to be a good or true. Really? 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 You two want to complain about what happened to you last night? You whiners? You bunch of crybabies? I mean, Christian, you want to complain about a bad referee call? In our truth, you're complaining about a little Jimmy. My gripes are legitimate. A partisan referee should not be physically involved in a match. Alex Riley didn't win the match last night. Alex Riley had a victory handed to him on a silver platter. Hold on a second, Miz. Hold on. The situations are just a little bit, a little bit different than what you're saying here. You were fighting your apprentice last night. And you were unsuccessful 
but Truth and I were actually in title matches last night. How dare you? How dare me? How dare you? How dare me? How dare you? Really? 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 Riley? Riley? Randy? Randy? Riley? Randy? Riley? Randy? Riley? Randy? Riley? Randy? Jimmy? 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 As mentioned earlier, 2011 presented a lot of breakout stars behind the microphone. Two we mentioned from Impact Wrestling, one of which we heard from already, one Robert Roode. The WWE also had a breakout star behind the microphone, one man by the name of Mr. Dolph Ziggler. He definitely stepped up his game, not just inside the squared circle, but behind the microphone as well. Being paired up with Vicky Guerrero definitely was a big help for Ziggler's career, and in 2011, he really broke through to the viewing audience and really made himself the complete show-off that he is today and will carry through into, I think, a very big year for 2012 for one Dolph Ziggler. After my victory last week, I told everyone to, and I quote, Follow that. So you're that was directed hey. toward every single WWE superstar under contract. Now what that means is that no one will ever have my skills, my techniques, my talents, and no one will ever have this charisma. As a matter of fact, I'm more of a man than anyone in this arena. And I'm certainly more of a man than anyone back in that locker room. 2011 was a big year for CM Punk, winning the WWE Championship, ending the year as WWE Champion, and not to mention his controversial promos and quote-unquote shoot performances behind the microphone, one of which took place on an episode of Monday Night Raw post Money in the Bank, which involved a returning Kevin Nash, who made his presence known in January of the of this past year in the Royal Rumble alongside with Booker T as the mystery participants. The crowd was so overwhelming for one Kevin Nash. He was so excited to return back to the uh, part of the active roster, and this past summer, we saw Kevin Nash return at SummerSlam, make a big impression attacking CM Punk, and in this promo, only Punk can do it this way, definitely made it known that this era now is Punk territory, rather than the old school, new world order, outsider, Kevin Nash's realm. And CM Punk had a great promo that came to him via text message. I asked Triple H 
if I can attend SummerSlam. He said, yeah, I'll send you some, I'll send you some tickets, there'll be a will call. So, I was watching right before the main event. I got a text. The text read, hey, big man, could you do me a favor? No matter what happens in the main event, stick the winner for me. Hey, when a friend asked me to do something, I'd do it. The thing was, it'd been a long time since I've been in the ring. And I missed it. The thrill that I got at the Rumble, I'll never forget. So what I did last night, CM Punk, was business. Pure and simple. Now the thing is, I get to the building, I find out that Triple H says he knows nothing about it. I think we need to get on the same page, Triple H. Come on, buddy. That's it, just business. Well, can you say unfinished business, perhaps? This is gonna be good. There's the man, Kevin Ash, quote, stuck last night. Former WWE Champion, CM Punk. What about it? You guys buying what we just heard from Kevin Nash? What do you believe, Kevin Nash and Triple H? Okay, you expect me to believe that load of crap? You expect me to believe that you and Triple H aren't on the same page. You guys are best friends. You know, for weeks I've been hearing Triple H is gonna do what's right for business. He re-signed me because it's good for business. And you're just gonna do whatever your best friend asks you to do? Don't really answer this, it's a rhetorical question. If Triple H asked you to jump off a bridge, would you? Because I think that would be good for business. I've always had a sneaking suspicion that Triple H doesn't really know what's good for business. And I've always heard that Kevin Nash doesn't really know what's good for business, and now I know I've seen it. The proof is here, right now, standing in the ring. You have no idea what's good business. This is the first time you and I have spoke. And let me tell you something. You need to watch your mouth. 
I need to watch my mouth? Yeah. You, you need to watch the show. I do and say whatever I want to whomever I please. Obviously, your world just changed. The story you just told clearly points out that Triple H is a liar. You know, but maybe, just maybe, Triple H is telling the truth. Maybe, maybe you're the liar, Kevin Nash. Would you like to see the text message on my telephone? You want to see the text message my little sister Shalene sent me last night? There, here it is. OMG, Kevin Nash, WTF, thought he was dead, LOL. The funny thing is, Shalene is normally wrong. And here you are, live and in living color. It's just your career that's dead, right? And see, you being out here, it doesn't so much piss me off. What you did last night pissed me off. I got a lot of people I'm pointing fingers at. There's a lot of people I'm pissed off at. Shockingly enough, Alberto Del Rio is not one of them. What he did, I did before. Eight people have cashed in briefcases. Eight people have become champions. He picked the right spot. You, what this all represents is Triple H is the new COO. So clearly, he's running amok and now he's bringing his cronies back. All Triple H has done is shook things up around here. No, 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 no. I'm the guy that shook things up around here. All you are is a little indie-rific little wannabe, what, you've been here five years, you've been in two main events, really, what have you had the belt, three times in 20 days, yeah that really hurts, you know, coming from somebody who knows so much about being a main eventer, the guy that said the legendary Eddie Guerrero was a vanilla midget, what do you know about main event talent, huh? It's 2011, it's not 1994. Well, you know, if you want to go to 1996, when I changed the business with Scott Hall and made sure that everybody, including guys like you, got guaranteed money, yeah, thank you. That's what you should be saying. Shut your mouth and say thank you, Mr. Nash. Because as far as I'm concerned, if this is where the business is right now, with some guy that looks like a short order cook from a Pikeville Waffle House is a champion, take a shower, hit the weights, get a clue. I like Waffle House. I don't know what you got against Waffle House. And I don't know what you have against me, but last night, you did something you shouldn't have done. It's not good for business, Kev.
you put your hands on me. Now, I may look like a, what did you say, a short order cook. You tell me to hit the weights. I'd rather have walked in to this company, CM Punk, and leave CM Punk than to, to, to show up somewhere as Oz or Vinny Vegas or Big Daddy Cool Diesel. You know what? Enough, enough with the talking, enough with the snarky comments. Last night showed me that you want to fight, and trust me, I'm not scared of a fight. You want to fight? We can fight right now in San Diego. Bring it. Wait a minute. Doesn't feel right. Who's security guard in those? I'm not surprised at all. The COO, Triple H, has deemed his buddy Kevin Nash untouchable. Because it certainly isn't me that put these security guards out here to stop me from kicking your ass. But if they're here watching your back, that means he's back there somewhere and nobody's watching his. So maybe I'll go find out from the COO myself. We talked about one half of beer money earlier, Robert Rude. The other half, the beer part of beer money, Cowboy James Storm, also emerged as the year went on. Towards the latter portion of 2011, he really came into his own, and his promo ability definitely rose as we saw him challenge then-impact world champion Kurt Angle. And it was one hell of a match, I have to tell you. But tonight's going to be different, because tonight you're going to face Christopher Daniels. A man who took advantage of his very best friend a few weeks ago on Impact. So, the question is, will Christopher Daniels play by the rules tonight? He may, and he may not. Look, Kurt, with all due respect... Do you really think this is going to work? Do you? Do you really think this is going to work? Look, Kurt, I've said it before, and I'm going to say it to you right now, man-to-man and face-to-face. For the last 13 years of my life, I have given everything to this business. I have sacrificed everything for this one opportunity, Kurt. And I know, without a shadow of a doubt, you, Kurt Angle, you are the greatest wrestler to ever live. I know that. But the one thing that you need to know, Kurt, the one thing that you need to know about me is that come bound for glory, October 16th in Philadelphia, nothing And nobody is going to prevent me from walking out with that World Heavyweight Championship. Let me get this straight. Nobody. Nothing? Nothing. I know a man who will stand in your way. 
And he may perhaps be the very best friend you have in this business. Bobby Roode, I can see what you're thinking. Kurt Angle sets the table. They hit my music and out I come and get right in your face. Now you thinking uh, maybe Immortal kind of bought me out. Is that what you think? Is that what's going through your head right now? Bobby Roode, you know me. And I make my own damn rules. I'm not out here to get into it with you. I'm out here to get into it with you. Now, I was sitting back there and I heard you say that you got all the stroke going around here. Well, I got an idea. Won't you get on your knees and stroke my beer bottle right here, boy? Then you are beer drinker, that's for damn sure. Because let me tell you something, Kurt Angle. I can see it in your eyes. Hey, let me help you out. This is a match you should make. The Olympic 1996 gold medalist, Kurt Angle. Against the, uh, against the little old beer drinker from Leapers Fort, Tennessee, the cowboy, James Storm. And I ain't talking about next week or next afternoon or hell after the bar. I'm talking about tonight. You think you're going to show me up, Storm? Is that what you think? Is that what you think? You think you're going to show me up? I'm an Olympic gold medalist. I'm the world heavyweight champion. You got to be out of your freaking mind. try to show you up I'm going to earn your damn respect one way or another because I helped build this damn company it's time for guys like me and Bobby Roode to get our justice so uh I know you always like a good challenge so uh go put your stuff on and I'll see you later on tonight oh yeah one more thing Kurt sorry about your damn luck. We saw in the summer of 2011 a change of guard take place. A change was in the works. There was movement at the head of the WWE in terms of storyline purposes. 
the board felt that Vince McMahon was losing grasp on reality within the organization and losing control and wasn't making the proper decisions that would best fit the WWE. As a result, Triple H was named the new COO of then World Wrestling Entertainment, now WWE, and he took charge, we found out later, of the general manager duties of Monday Night Raw. And in turn, we saw some great interaction between him and fellow superstars, one of which was memorable on the July 25th edition of Monday Night Raw, as R-Truth and Triple H had a very interesting segment that involved, again, Little Jimmy. Congratulations, Triple H! Don't what me! Congratulations. Congratulations, Unlike Michael Cole, I like what I see. You see, I see a new day. I see a new regime. Etc. Etc. But what I really want to know is. I got it. What are you going to do exactly for me? Be- Hold on before you say this. Little Jimmy. Little Jimmy cost me my match at Capital Punishment. Spiders and Heights cost me the money in the bank briefcase. You don't like spiders, you don't like heights. I just want to know what are you going to do? What are you going to do to rectify the conspiracy against the truth? You talking to me, you talking to these other guys. <laughs> what other guys? You talking to me? I'm- you talking to me? I'm talking to you. You talking to me? Are you talking to these other guys here? Ain't no other guys behind me. I know. He think this is a joke. He think we joking. Do you think this is a joke? No, 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 no. I don't think this is a joke. I just think that... What's that? No, no, I don't think it's a joke. No, he thinks it's a joke. No, but I don't. It's, I mean, yeah, it's funny, you know. Shut up. No, yeah. It's funny, but, oh, you're probably right. He probably needs medication, that's all. Oh, see that? Now you made him mad. Look at his eyes. You don't, uh, truth. He doesn't like how that guy's eyeballing him. Man, you crazy. You're talking to people that don't exist. I know, it's like I'm insane, right? You might be the game, but I'm not playing. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Hey, stop, all of you, stop, all of you. Just hold on right there. There's one other thing I forgot to tell you about. No, I'm gonna get to it right now. I'm gonna about to tell him. I know it's huge. 
I resigned the guy. I know how it big. It is a blockbuster. Truth, I resigned another guy. I forgot to tell you all about it. And the thing is, when I resigned him, he told me he wanted a piece of you. Well, there's John Morrison. Our truth, the reason that John Morrison... As 2011 came to an end in November of that year... The holidays were approaching. Thanksgiving, we saw The Rock return after a seven-year absence to the squared circle as he teamed up with John Cena to take on The Miz and R-Truth. Sure, as the match grew closer, I think fans' interest in the match actually reduced because of the lackluster storyline or the, the really missing that really attention-to-detail style that I think is needed for top-notch, big-time, first-ranked storylines, especially involving John Cena and The Rock, who are headlining WrestleMania this upcoming April. But nevertheless, the two teamed up at Survivor Series of this past year. Never before, never again, but The Rock had a promo for Survivor Series that definitely was one to remember in the location that he debuted at. At the same event he debuted at as well, the Survivor Series in Madison Square Garden. He spoke about his father, his grandfather, and now The Rock returning to Madison Square Garden and how much it meant to him. And this promo definitely will go down as one of the best in 2011 that only the People's Champ can provide. Madison Square Garden! Madison Square Garden! Let me tell you something about Madison Square Garden. 1977, five years old, Dwayne Johnson is sitting in the seats right out there, right in front, front row, watching his grandfather, the high chief Peter Maivia, take on superstar Billy Graham for the WWE title. Seven years later, The Rock, 12 years old, hanging out in the back in the dressing room with Andre the Giant. Let me repeat that. Hanging out with Andre the Giant. Watching The Rock's dad, soul man Rocky Johnson, defend his WWE team title. And here we are. 1996, this very arena, this magical arena, The Rock makes his debut at Survivor Series, November 96. The Rock makes his debut at Survivor Series, and despite having a hideous outfit and the worst haircut known to man, this was the place, this was the place where the people for the very first time in The Rock's life chanted The Rock's name. That night, that night started an odyssey, an epic odyssey that will go down in WWE history.
will go down in WWE history from know your role to shut your mouth all the way to lay it to smack it down from one on one with the great one all the way back to do you like pie to it doesn't matter what you think all the way back all the way back then the rock becomes the intercontinental champion then the rock becomes tag team champion then the rock becomes seven time wwe champion but above all that more importantly than that the rock on that night became the people's champion becoming the people's champion after seven long years finally the rock has come back finally the new era the people's era begins tonight because finally finally the rock has come back to new york city Miz and our truth Miz and our truth It's as simple as this It's as simple as this Boots to asses Miz and our truth Boots to asses Now on Now on to the Rock's tag team partner John Cena You see John Cena, John you called The Rock out, you wanted The Rock to be your tag team partner, well guess what, you got your wish. But what you didn't count on, what you never counted on, what you never counted on was The Rock doesn't come alone, no, 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 no. The Rock, as you can clearly hear, and later on your monkey ass is clearly going to see that The Rock brings 17,000 strong. And what we're going to do, we're going to take a lightning bolt and shoot it right up your ovulating lady parts. City, you and The Rock know just how special and magical Madison Square Garden is. You know it. The Rock knows it. You know how special and historic this night is. Frank Sinatra performed out there in Madison Square Garden, gave the performance of a lifetime. Not only Blue Eyes himself, but it was Ali Frazier delivered the fight of the century in this very arena. And tonight, and tonight, The Rock wakes up in a city that never sleeps. In a city that never sleeps. He's A number one, top of the list, king of the hill, A number one. These little town blues are melting away. New York City, this 
this is the rock we're live the rock ain't singing by himself no 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 we're gonna make a brand new start of it in old new york if we can make it here we'll make it anywhere it's up to you Asses all night long, New York City. It's all. If you're some man, what the rock is cooking? As 2011 was winding down, we start to hear more and more of the negative John Cena comments or chants from the WWE Universe. As the end of the year approached, we saw John Cena actually addressing those fans. Sure, we saw the Rise Above Hate shirt debut halfway through the year, and a new John Cena as he's actually taking on those haters instead of ignoring them. Sure, he's ignoring them, but he's addressing them beforehand and trying to rise above the hate from the WWE Universe. In turn, this caused some tension or some legends to come out and try to smack some sense into John Cena, one of which was the legendary Hall of Famer Rowdy Roddy Piper. He invited John Cena on his Piper's Pit, and we saw Piper give one of the best promos of the year, as he typically does once or twice a year for WWE, put things into perspective for John Cena, and try to slap some sense into the former Chang gang leader, now head of the C-Nation. We have had some times together. Question. How does a guy that has never won the WWE Championship, was never the strongest guy, was never the biggest guy, become a Hall of Famer and one of the biggest icons in the history of the WWE Universe. Answer. Energy. You, you, I'm not kidding you, man, you, the energy as of myself as a fighter, when you were cheering me, you made me feel good, so I did good things, when you were booing me, you made me feel bad. So I did some really rotten things. But the fact of the matter is, it's your energy that makes me go to work. 
Tonight, we have a man in this building that is not sure if your energy is important. And I'm here to find out. Without further ado, I bring this man down. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. John Cena! Because energy of the WWE universe not important to me? I don't have the faintest idea of what you're talking about. Let me think, let me think, let me think. I will come up with an example. We, but I want everybody to play. The WWE, I got it, the WWE universe, listen. I'm going to play word association. I say a name, you do whatever you want to. Got it? Here we go. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Brett the Hitman Hart. I see what you're trying to do. What, what I'm trying to do, I, I'm, 
trying to help you, bud. I, I, you know what? I can, I can see it on your face. You must have. Give him a chance. That's what you're trying to do. Let it, me guess. You saw Survivor Series. You. Okay. You saw Madison Square No, Garden. no, wait, wait. Let me just interject something. When all the people were yelling to the rock to rock bottom you, and he did, they came unglued. I, I, I know. I was there. Listen. Listen. Let him go. No, don't let him go. I know what you're doing. I dig a good word association and social experiment just as much as the next guy. Boots the asses, Shan aside. This isn't the first time something like this has happened. I've been dealing with this my whole career. Forgive me if I'm regurgitating information, but I'd like to tell you firsthand. I'm going to tell you what they already know. There is a group of people who know who I am, know what I believe in, know what I stand for. And I am extremely loyal. I am extremely loyal to all of those people. But I also know that you can't please everybody. There's going to be some people that walk into a building, buy a ticket, and want to tell me to go to hell. We mentioned Robert Root, James Storm, Dolph Ziggler, another superstar that came into his own, really finding his true character, and definitely improved behind the microphone, giving some diverse and unique promos. And that is one former dashing Cody Rhodes. Losing the mask halfway through the year, finally gaining an identity for himself, Cody Rhodes stepped up behind the mic. And it was so evident in the feud he had, which culminated towards the end of 2011 into 2012 against Booker T. That's a lovely fantasy you have there, Booker. A lovely piece of fiction. Let me tell you exactly what is going to happen this Sunday. Your music is going to hit the crowd. It's going to go crazy. Your presence in that ring is going to trigger feelings of, of nostalgia, of better days, even though they probably were not better days. You'll be psyched. You'll be energized. You might even have this flurry of offense that has people talking all the world saying, Booker T is back. And if this were a movie, you'd win the match. You would take my title, a tear, a tear would fall down your cheek, and I would go back up this ramp, embarrassed and defeated. This is not a movie announcer. Because what's going to happen 
When you find out you've got old legs, what's going to happen when the rust starts to trickle off? What's going to happen when reality sets in? Reality dictates that you will fall to me. Reality. Hold up. How about the reality of me coming over there and whooping your behind all over this ring right now? I'll give you that. I'll give you that, Booker. You've always got something to say. Well, this is the reality. I have faced Daniel Bryan two times. Both times you interfered. So I pled to Teddy Long to make things right. And this is what he said. I am going to face Daniel Bryan right now. And if you choose to interfere for a third time, our match at TLC, your opportunity is off and I will file a motion to have you suspended so what I'm going to suggest to you is that you get out of my ring right now so that I can show you just how legitimate I already am. Sucker. <laughs> Once again, the end of 2011 really stepped up in terms of promo ability and the types of promos we saw, the diverse types of promos that were seen on Monday Night Raw and Friday Night SmackDown. The Big Show, after losing to a now world champion, Daniel Bryan, cashing in his Money in the Bank case on the just newly crowned world heavyweight champion, Big Show, at the TLC pay-per-view, culminating in the shortest world title reign ever for The Big Show. The following night on Raw, Josh Matthews questioned The Big Show, and this led to one of the best promos, not just of the year for The Big Show, but of his entire career. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my guest at this time, the largest athlete on the planet, The Big Show. Show, what's your state of mind? I mean, after a nine-year World Heavyweight Championship drought last night at TLC, you finally became the world champion, only to have Daniel Bryan cash in his Money in the Bank contract 45 seconds later. Yeah, I, uh, I had it, Josh. I mean, I had it in my hands. I had the title in my hands. You know, uh, nine years for that moment, and, uh, Nine long years of clawing and digging and scratching to get back to the mountaintop, and in seconds it went away. You know, three seconds took away what took me nine years to get back, and then uh, I'm, I'm speechless when I found out Daniel Bryan cashed in the Money in the Bank briefcase. I mean, when you when you think about it, it's really kind of my fault. I mean, uh, I. Uh, I encouraged Daniel several weeks ago on SmackDown to, to not wait to WrestleMania, to, to, to cash in his Money in the Bank briefcase uh, on, on Mark Henry. But at TLC, he, uh, he uh, did it to me. Um, 
But, you know, I, I, I got to give the little guy credit where credit's due. Um, Daniel Bryan's living his dream. Um, that's. Come on, show. You're a nice guy, but you're not that nice. This has got to be burning you up inside. Do you understand that you probably have a record that'll never be broken? You have the shortest world heavyweight championship reign in history. Now, of course, as we close out 2011, we always end the year with the Slammy Awards. Two presenters definitely made it memorable behind the microphone. It wasn't necessarily because of their intensity behind the mic, but because of the comedic side. Two presenters definitely made the Slammy Awards memorable. First of which was the million-dollar man Ted DiBiase teaming up with Mick Foley to be presenters during the Slammy Awards, and the two definitely had the best chemistry of the night in terms of presenters go. Welcome back to the 2011 WWE Slammy Awards. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome hardcore legend Mick Foley and WWE Hall of Famer, the million dollar man, Ted DiBiase. Well, the stars have all come out tonight. Yeah, both Mick Foley and Ted DiBiase have won Slammy Awards in the past, and they are presenters here tonight on the 2011 Slammy Awards. Everybody's gonna pay. Whoa! Gee, Ted, coming out to that music, I've always wanted to do this. So, you and I are here tonight to present the Slammy for holy bleep moment of the year, which we are doing right here in Virginia! And I've always wanted to do that, Mick. You, you stole my pop, Ted. Hey, come on, man. Now, I, I know why I'm out here. I've been speared through a table that's on fire. I've been choke slammed in thumbtacks. I've even thrown off a structure known as the uh, Hell in a Cell. So I've probably had as many holy bleep moments as any superstar in WWE history. That's right. But I, I can't figure out why they decided to pair us up together. Is it perhaps because you are the wealthiest man in the WWE universe while I might be considered the cheapest? I prefer to think of it as thrifty. Actually, Mick, I think you've forgotten that uh, I'm an ordained minister. So what you're saying is that you're the holy part of our duo, which makes me the... <laughs> I think you got it, Mick! <laughs> and the nominees are... We'll close out 2011 with another funny and memorable promo behind the microphone of one man that definitely was entertaining, as always, every single year he is. In January of this past year, he came so close to winning the Royal Rumble, we actually thought, could this be Santino shocking us all, winning the Royal Rumble? Came so close, but Alberto Del Rio took advantage and threw out Santino Morella to win the 2011 Royal Rumble. He ended the year with another great segment being a special presenter for the Slammy Awards, presenting the OMG Award. Ladies 
gentlemen, to present the Slammy for OMG Moment of the Year, please welcome Santino Manella. Another great presenter. Welcome everybody to Monday Night Raw, the 2011 Slammy Awards. We are live tonight, ladies and gentlemen. And the Bella Twins. Well, ladies and gentlemen, been an unbelievable night so far. Already four Slammy Awards have been awarded. Plus, John Cena versus Mark Henry in a huge main event later tonight. In the WWE, there are moments that stop time and change history. And during these moments, you can't even blink your eyes for one second. And when they're over, you know that nothing will ever be the same. The only thing you can say is omg. Um, Wait, what? <laughs> Did you say omg? Um, yes, omg. Um, as in Santino Marella almost won the Royal Rumble. Omg. Um, Santino, it's O M G. O M G. What does that even mean? What does that mean? Where have you been? You truly are an idiot. Idiot. Well, maybe, but at least I'm not, um, how you say, money and fame grabbing <laughs> couple of loses that follow Alberto Del Rio around like a couple of escorts. <laughs> oh my God! Aha! That's what's mean, OMG. Thank you very much. Here are the nominees. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Wrestling fans, it's time to thank our sponsors of the Beyond the Bell podcast. Stitcher is a leading mobile audio company that provides a revolutionary media service which allows audio content to be easily aggregated, organized, and shared on mobile devices. It features the most up-to-date and relevant content in business, sports, politics, entertainment, and current events from the media industry's premier content providers. By focusing on the growing market for mobile content distribution, Stitcher works to provide an innovative platform for listening to audio content on the go. You can download the Stitcher app on all smartphones via the Android Market and the iTunes App Store. Stitcher, now streaming innovative audio. The SNS Radio Network provides daily audio programming that covers professional wrestling and sports entertainment. All produced by JJ Allcap Sexy, shows include Wrestling News Live, The Pro Wrestling Rewind, Unplugged with JJ Sexy, and of course, the flagship of the SNS Radio Network, Sunday Night Showdown. The SNS Radio Network is streamed at Justin.tv, AudioWrestling.com, SNSRadioNetwork.com, Skype, and Google Voice. Basically, if you're not listening, you're not trying. Squared Circle Media. Jerome Willen provides Squared Circle Media to all pro wrestling fans. Squared Circle Media was designed to contain exclusive audio and video content. Squared Circle Media is proud to make episodes of Beyond the Bell and other pro wrestling audio content available to wrestling fans around the world. Pro Wrestling Ringside Radio contains news stories with analysis and opinions. And it is designed to be interactive by encouraging other fans to submit their own views of the top pro wrestling news stories. 
pro wrestling fans are encouraged to send in their thoughts from Live Raw, SmackDown, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, and other independent wrestling events held around the globe. You can find all content from Squared Circle Media at www.squaredcirclemedia.net. Ringannouncing.com is the official website of ring announcer Sean Beckerman. This is where you will find video, audio, and the latest schedule for the future of ring announcing. That's www.ringannouncing.com. All videos are streamed at the YouTube channel, also labeled Ring Announcing. The Jetpack. Hosts Sean Beckerman and Frank Zintel bring you The Jetpack, the brand new podcast dedicated to the New York Jets. The Jetpack airs every week during the New York Jets regular season. Each show will discuss last week's game, the game plan for next week, and much more. It includes audio and comments from Jets players and staff, courtesy of NewYorkJets.com. You can find all archive shows at jetpack.libsyn.com and on iTunes. The Jetpack has blasted off fans. If you are interested in advertising on Beyond the Bell, email us at btbwrestling at gmail.com and in the title type, Advertising. Join the Beyond the Bell revolution. It's go time! Old school wrestling fans, that will do it for another edition of the nominated show, Beyond the Bell, via the SNS Radio Network. Once again, thank you so much for nominating Beyond the Bell for a wrestling radio show award. We're going to try and be the underdogs and win this one. I am just so happy to be nominated. Once again, you can select and promote, or should dare I say, choose Beyond the Bell to win the award for Best Wrestling Show of 2011. Please go to WrestlingRadioAwards.com and vote for Beyond the Bell as your number one show for 2011. And you can also say ring announcer Sean Beckerman was one of the best hosts of 2011. Or you can say you hate me. Nevertheless, thank you so much for making us a part of this prestigious award program, and we hope to maybe steal one and take one away for you BTB fans. A couple quick programming notes. I'd like to thank all you fans once again for supporting Beyond the Bell, and we'll, uh, we'll have some exciting programming coming for you fans in 2012. Unique topics, different topics. We'll bring back some old topics, such as the Epic Encounter series, as we'll look at some more of the greatest feuds of all time. And I'd like to congratulate the Rated R Superstar Edge for being inducted this year into the 2012 Hall of Fame, as well as the Four Horsemen. And to coincide with their induction into the 2012 WWE Hall of Fame, we're going to open up our Chronicle Files to the Horsemen. The Horsemen Files will debut coming up in the weeks to come on Beyond the Bell, as we'll break down the history of the Four Horsemen by year for you wrestling fans and old school junkies, all you fans that love all things nostalgia. We'll break down the history of the Four Horsemen by year, starting with 1985. So get ready for the Horsemen Files to debut on Beyond the Bell as well as the Hulkamania Chronicles will continue in the first quarter of 2012. Not to mention, class is still in, students, for WCW 101, as we'll roll on and continue with that history of World Championship Wrestling Series. So, 
a lot of great programming coming up for you fans. We'll also look at the greatest commentators and broadcasters of all time, the greatest families of all time. So a lot of themed shows. Again, if you have any questions or comments and would like to give some suggestions to us at Beyond the Bell, you can reach us at btbpodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's btbpodcast at gmail.com, as well as on Facebook. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter under at Sean Beckerman, as well as the official website for myself and my ring announcing schedule, www.triplew.ringannouncing.com. So, fans, I'd like to apologize for not having the Beyond the Bell Control Center the past few weeks, as we're flying by the seat here of our behinds at Beyond the Bell because I have a infant boy at home, future world heavyweight champion, so trust me, that's taking the monopoly or monopolizing most of my time, taking most of my time or most of my free time. So it's very difficult to have an accurate schedule for you fans of what show is coming up next. So we're broadcasting as we go here on Beyond the Bell, so bear with us as I transition to my personal life over these next few weeks. Um, and hopefully we'll have a more steady schedule for you, fan, for you fans as in terms of we'll know future programming on a monthly basis rather than by week. So we'll have the return of the Beyond the Bell Control Center once that's in place. Because I only want to let you fans know of exact programming to expect for the weeks and months to come. But like I mentioned before, expect the Beyond the, Beyond the Bell debut of the Horseman Files. Expect the return of the Hulkamania Chronicles, WCW 101, and our special series that looks at the greatest uh, feuds of all time, Epic Encounters, and our specials, Broadcasters, uh, Families of Wrestling. We'll also look back at even more entrances that were spectacular in the world of pro wrestling, and some other things, gimmicks, costumes. So expect all this to come in the year known as 2012. This year, Beyond the Bell will be even more popular in terms of attracting more fans. So if you know anyone that likes nostalgia, likes all things retro and wrestling, bring them down to Beyond the Bell. Recommend it. You can also download us on iTunes, uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, as well as the Stitcher app. Download archive shows, weekly sh- weekly brand new broadcasts that come up, all from the Stitcher app, which is found on the Android market, market or the iTunes app store. So Stitcher, you can stream all archive episodes from Beyond the Bell, as well as new episodes that come each and every week instead of having to worry about downloading them and transferring them either to your phone or to your iPod or MP3 player. So that's provided. Uh, Stitcher is a great, great source for all audio, not just for Beyond the Bell, but for other wrestling uh, shows as well. So we like to promote all shows in the Internet wrestling community. Also, you can find all of our archive shows under our official Beyond the Bell website at beyondthebell.podbean.com. We'll also have links to all shows via my website, www.ringannouncing.com. So fans, thank you so much for looking back at the year 2011, at the greatest promos we saw of the year. And we look forward to an even better year in 2012 for professional wrestling and Beyond the Bell, as WrestleMania 28 will be very interesting and exciting to see The Rock and Cena, the Hall of Fame ceremony featured by Edge and the Horsemen, possibly Shaquille O'Neal at WrestleMania. Rumors run rampant. Who knows, we may even see Brock Lesnar pop his head back in WWE. An exciting time coming for professional wrestling and sports entertainment, and even more of an exciting time for Beyond the Bell. I'd like to thank you fans for making 2011 such a great year for myself 
and the SNS Radio Network. And I look forward to even bigger and better things coming up this year. So Happy New Year, everybody. We'll wrap things up with our old school theme of the week, which will be dedicated to 2011. So since the year finished off on such a controversial note with one CM Punk, this was a retro th- retro theme that was re-initiated or re-debuted in WWE. He used this theme at Ring of Honor, and it was reinvented back when CM Punk quote-unquote returned to WWE after SummerSlam, after Money in the Bank, after winning the world uh, the WWE Championship to take on WWE Champion John Cena, title versus title, CM Punk redebuted the cult of personality into the WWE. So we'll end things off with our... So we'll wrap up this week's Best of 2011 show with, quite frankly, or you can say, arguably, the most popular debuting song in WWE in 2011, and it fits so perfectly because this is truly an old-school theme. Cult of personality for the pipe bomb-throwing CM Punk. So we'll finish things off with a little bit of personality kicked into Beyond the Bell. So fans, this is your host, ring announcer Sean Beckerman, signing off. We'll see you next week as we'll get ready to rewind and relive all things nostalgia in the world of professional wrestling and sports entertainment. Get ready to go Beyond the Bell, fans. We'll see you as 2012 has begun. Personality, the cult of personality, the cult of personality.